Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is February 12th, 2024. I wasn't sure for a moment. It is Monday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Weed Witches Journal. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserves your love and affection by Buddha. And oh gosh, is that not the truest thing? Um, I'm, I know I've mentioned this a few times, but I do a monthly ritual and how I planned that ritual was literally if I took myself, no, it wasn't myself. It was if I was planning an evening for someone I loved, what would I do? And I kind of based my ritual around that. And it it has proved to be one of the most powerful rituals uh, that I do. So I agree with this. I agree with it. Okay. So this week we're talking about jasmine. So why jasmine? Well, last month we talked about herbs and things that I felt like we maybe were eating a lot of during the holidays that maybe we don't touch on a lot. So today I wanted to talk about herbs and spices that are heavily associated with love, but that maybe aren't ones that we hear about constantly, you know? So I wanted to talk about jasmine this week. So we're touching on just the history today. So this comes to us from newworldencyclopedia.org. Jasmine is any of the more than 200 species of shrubs and vines comprising the plants genus Jasinum of the olive family. The term also refers to the perfume made from these plants. Jasmine is native to tropical and warm temperament regions of the Old World, chiefly Asia, with some species native to all continents except Antarctica and North America. It is widely grown throughout the tropics as an ointment plant for its strongly scented flowers. In Thailand, jasmine flowers are used as a symbol of the mother, and in Indonesia, the flower symbolizes purity, eternal life, nobility, and beauty. Yeah, so super cool. So it's considered an old world herb, which I think is super fascinating. All right, so moving into some headlines, this comes to us from dailycost.com. Cult and psychical sciences. UFOs, astronomers are searching the sky for alien probes near Earth. Let's dig in. Let's see what this means. Let's find out. Okay. Let's see. In September, NASA appointed its first ever UFO czar, tasked with studying purported sightings and advancing science and national security interests if they are indeed extraterrestrial. 
In the new book, UFO, The Inside Story of the U.S. Government Search for Alien Life Here and Out There, out November 14th, journalist Garrett Groff traces the evolution of the U.S. government's involvement in effort to track UFOs. That's really interesting. I've never known where I've stood on that. You know? I've never... Yeah, I, I don't know where I stand on it. Because when I hear people talk about UFOs, sometimes it sounds so rational, but then other times it doesn't. And I think I'm definitely in the group of, I don't actively believe in it, but if we found out there were aliens, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It's kind of like, yeah, like that's kind of my my stance on it, I guess. But it is interesting. And I would read a book of someone who was like, you know what? Also, what is a UFO czar? Uh, this is from Time Magazine. So the real czars may be long gone, but for decades, the White House has been doing a good job of keeping the role or at least the honorific alive, appointing a director to oversee a particular task or issue and bestowing the title with it. So there was an Ebola czar, a drug czar, a budget czar, climate czar, and now we have our UFO czar, which I think is really interesting. So it'll be the czar's job to study sightings, advancing science if the vehicles are confirmed to be extraterrestrial, and protecting national security that often appear to be flying with no identified means of maneuvering. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I'd love to hear all of your thoughts, though. Like, what are your thoughts on UFOs? I want to know, because I have no idea. All right, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, February 12th. The waxing crescent moon moves from the oceans of Pisces to the bright flames of Aries today. Here, the moon conjuncts Neptune. With a conjunction to Neptune, we may feel a sense of dreaminess, of disconnection from the physical realm. It's okay to disconnect from time to time. We need it in order to rest and recharge for the next connection. Just be careful not to get too caught up or comfortable. Reality is waiting on the other side, and we can only hold it at bay for so long. Use this energy to charge up your intuition. There'll be a close connection with spirit with these vibes, so take advantage. Your daily moon mantra is, disconnect to reconnect. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Interested in taking your weed witchery to the next level or wanting to get started? The Weed Witch's Journal by author Carrie Connor blends the worlds of cannabis and magic together to help you document, explore, and expand your daily practices. Dig deeper into yourself with intuitive insights, mystical visions, shadow work, or connect to nature for starters. Want to explore your creativity? Dive in with My Vibe, Inspirational Ink, and the Flower Power activities. Looking to practice your skills? Get attuned with pendulum work and one-card reading. Plus, document your practices with full moon, new moon, spell tracker, ritual tracker, and more. Order the Weed Witch's Journal now from your favorite bookshop or wherever books are sold. All 
All right. So we're back. First off, I want to thank everyone for allowing me to not do the podcast at the end of last week. Uh, I just, you know, I just moved. I'm still figuring things out. I'm still settling in. I'm still figuring out my schedule. I moved to a different area that I'm, you know, not super familiar with. So I'm also figuring out like, where do you go to buy this or that? Or where's the good this or that? And um, it's just been a little bit crazy and I'm, I'm still not fully unpacked, right? So like a task that used to take me an hour is now taking me three because I can't find anything. So it's just been a little bit of a rougher week as I get settled in. Um, but my dog had to go to the vet. So nothing serious, just like, I mean, it was a surprise because apparently she was like out, like out of date with a bunch of stuff and her last vet didn't tell me. So I was surprised that I had to take her in, but she's good. She's happy, but it did kind of mess up my entire recording day. So I super appreciate that everyone was patient with me. Uh, but one good thing is that someone made a suggestion on the Patreon that we talk about Lunar New Year. So Lunar New Year was on Saturday. And of course, we don't do the podcast on the weekend. So we're going to talk about it today. So this is from CNN.com. This year, Lunar New Year falls on February 10th, kicking off the 15-day Spring Festival. Whether you're unfamiliar with Lunar New Year or need a refresher, this guide will highlight some of the most common traditions associated with the occasion. So, this year it is Year of the Dragon. So, though incredibly complex, the Chinese zodiac calendar is best described as a 12-year cycle represented by 12 different animals. Rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. Your personal zodiac animal sign is determined by your year of birth, meaning 2024 will have dragon babies. Stop it. So cute. Those born in 2025 will be snake babies and so on. Let me tell you, all of these animals are adorable if you add babies at the end. Rabbit babies. Pig babies. Oh. I love it. Uh, can you tell I like, I love kids. <laughs> I get real cooey real fast. Uh, followers believe that for each Chinese zodiac sign, luck will depend largely on the positions of the Tai Shu, a collective name for the stellar deities thought to rotate parallel to and in the opposite direction of Jupiter. Different uh, geomancy masters may interpret the data differently. But there is usually a consensus on what the year means for each zodiac animal based on the positions of the stars. Super neat. So there are countless folktales attached to Lunar New Year, but the myth of Nan stands out as one of the most fun. Legend has it that Nan was a ferocious underwater beast with sharp teeth and horns, and every Lunar New Year's Eve, it crawled onto the land and attacked a nearby village. On one occasion, as the villagers rushed into hiding, a mysterious old man showed up and insisted on sticking around despite being warned of impending doom. To the villagers' surprise, the old man and the village survived nearly unscathed. The man claimed to have scared Nan away by hanging red banners on the door, lighting firecrackers, and donning red clothing. This is why the fiery color, along with the hanging of red banners and lighting firecrackers or fireworks, are Lunar New Year traditions, all of which are still followed today. So neat. All right, so we're going to finish up our our planning series today. So excited to finish this up and jump in on something 
I did. I did this uh, during the weekend. I actually did it on Mbulk. So this project was my Mbulk project, and it was a vision board. So let's talk about vision boards. So when you make a vision board, what you're not doing is making a wish list, okay? You want to make a focused, intentional goal. It has to be something that is believable, as in it can't be like, I want to teleport, even though I really, really do. It can't be teleportation as badly as we may want it to be. Uh, But it also can't be something as simple as, hey, I really want to go buy that $50 purse that I'll have the budget for next month. It's got to be somewhere in between, right? Something that is realistic, but still a major goal. So you don't want to make a a wish list. Uh, So one way I have found that I really like to do it is to pick five big goals. So for example, it could be join a coven, purchase a home, get a new job, go on vacation, start that candle making business. Uh, So I'll share what mine are. Um, So mine is I want um, a stable savings account, which I think we all want as well. We should all put that on our vision boards. I want a a savings account, stable savings account. Uh, I really want to go on a trip to St. Augustine this year. So my aunt actually went to St. Augustine for her honeymoon, and I've always wanted to go. It's in Florida, so it's within my travel abilities, and it's super haunted. So I'm like, I can totally get a friend to go with me. And I just, oh, I want to go for a few days and just uh, stay in a bed and breakfast and um, do some fun paranormal stuff. So it's attainable, right? But it is a little out of my reach at the moment. So it's still a pretty good goal to reach for. And then the other one I want to share is I want a happy and successful coven event. Uh, I threw a coven event in January and it was very happy and and successful and everyone was had a good time. And um, I consider successful just means like everyone had a, had a nice time and everyone did, you know, and that was all I wanted. I, I wanted everyone to feel like they were a part of this coven, you know, that feeling that we maybe have always wanted. And I felt like we succeeded. So I put that on my vision board that next year I want to do it again. You know, I I want everyone to feel seen and valued and all those good things again. So that is on my board as well, which by the way, by the way, we do have like three spots left. For next year. So if you want to get in on it, you got to reach out. Okay. You know, secrets, 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 secrets. Okay. So <laughs> those are mine. And uh, I didn't share, uh, you know, a, f- a few more personal ones, but those are like kind of my big ones. So now envision what that actually looks like. Similar to when we do spell work, right? We envision how we're going to get there, what it's going to look like, how it's going to affect us, obstacles in the way. Similar to how you would do that with spell work or candle magic, do it with vision boards, right? So answer these questions. Where will I be? How will I feel? How will those around me be impacted? 
how can I get there? And are there rewards for this goal? So we'll do my easy one, which is St. Augustine, right? Where will I be? In St. Augustine. Oh my gosh, I did it. In St. Augustine. And I even picked out the bed and breakfast I want to stay in. How will I feel? My goal is to feel immersed, uh, relaxed, and excited. And spooky, of course. Uh, how will those around me be impacted? Well, I'm really hoping to bring a friend with me. So I would really hope they have a nice time. And I would need someone to watch my dog. So I would have to ask for that. And I should probably give like a thank you gift for that. So that's probably how those around me will be impacted. However, I feel like being able to relax will take some stress off my shoulders. And hopefully I am more pleasant to be around, (laughs) less stressful. So let's see. How can I get there? Well, I've already priced it out. It it definitely feels doable if I kind of start saving now. So I need to definitely put a little bit away every month if I really want to do it. So that's number one of how to get there. I already think I found a good time. It's a time that I'll already kind of be not expected to be online all the time or working all the time. So that'd be a good time. I already know I'll be driving from New Orleans to there. And I know how I want to get my friend home after. So I feel like that's how I'm going to get there. And then rewards for this goal. Right? So this is going to be different for everybody. Some people may not want like a reward for doing the goal. Sometimes the goal is the reward. However, I'm a really big fan of attaching something physical to my goals. My biggest example of this and biggest story I I, I tell, when I was in my early 20s, I was going through a very big life transition. And it was one of those where everything was up in the air. Everything was up in the air. And I remember I really needed to get a job by Monday to not lose the deposit on this new house I was renting to make rent to I mean my like for my whole life to snap together I needed this job by Monday and I went on a few interviews went on a few interviews and one of my interviews was in the mall so I, I go in the mall and I have some time so I stopped by my favorite store which was Wendell's at the time and they had a new perfume which they hadn't had perfumes in years so they're like, oh, we have this new perfume. We haven't had it in years. And I was like, oh, I can't really afford it right now. I'm, you know, looking for a job. But you know what? If I get the job, I'll come back and get the perfume. And so I went to the job interview. And after the interview, I had like an hour before I had to be at my current job. So for that hour, I went back to the mall and I bought the perfume. After I bought the perfume, because even though I hadn't gotten the job yet, I was like, oh, you know, I've been having such a hard time. Maybe a little bottle of perfume would be a really nice way to cheer myself up through this difficult time. I bought the perfume. The second I walked out of the store, my phone rang. I got the job. And I've always attributed the fact that I attached my want to a physical item. And instead of the goal coming to get the item, I got the item and the goal came. You know, so I always really viewed that as like a really cool little magic trick that I did. 
<laughs> and I, I love the job. I, I had it until I moved. So uh, I always viewed that as a really neat little thing. So what I'm doing with this is I bought many bottles of champagne. You know those little mini bottles of champagne that's next to the big bottles? They're usually like 3 to $5, which I like that price range. So I got one bottle per goal. And I got gift tags. And on the gift tags, I wrote down each of my vision board goals. I tied them onto the bottle. And now they're sitting in the fridge. So that once I get my goal, I can pop the bottle. Or if I feel like the goal is so close, maybe I can pop the bottle, which, which will force the goal. You know what I mean? So, yes. And then for my pictures, which, again, answer those questions when you're putting your pictures on your vision board. I did Canva. I opened up Canva.com. I clicked whiteboard. And I just added a bunch of pictures and text for each goal. And then I downloaded it. And now it's my desktop background. So, yeah. So, once you kind of decide what your goals are, maybe you've uh, started making your vision board with your pictures, make a list of action steps for each goal. Kind of like I just did with St. Augustine, right? It's like, okay, well, step one, I need to put maybe $100 a month away to attain that. Okay, number two, I want a friend to go with me. Let me reach out. Let me see how much it's going to cost, right? Um, okay, I already know how I want to get there. Let me make sure that's actually attainable. So make a list of goals or action steps for your goals. And even the ones that feel a little bit more lofty, try to still think of an action step or two, even if it seems really, really hard, okay? So for example, having a more stable savings account. Ooh, sometimes that doesn't feel completely in your control, right? But I can make action goals. I can make a goal of maybe once a month, go over my bank statements, make sure there isn't money exiting that I'm unaware of. Maybe I can do a little Ubering on the weekends and that can be the money that goes into savings. Or maybe I can set up auto deposit to uh, take money out of, you know, before I even know it's there. Things like that, you know. So while something like a larger savings account can feel out of reach, and let's be honest, it, it often is. The smallest, even the smallest action, even if it's go over my bank statements, that doesn't mean I'm going to fill my savings account, right? Going over your bank statements doesn't guarantee you're going to magically find money, right? But you're doing something towards that goal. You're proving to yourself, the universe, whoever, that that is a goal that's important to you. And I do think that matters, you know? Okay, so now question, what are your obstacles? Write down a reminder for why you want these goals, okay? So what are your obstacles? Write those down and then write down a reminder of why you want these things. Because then when you hit an obstacle and you feel stuck and down and defeated, you can look at those reminders and go, you know what? I knew this obstacle was coming. I have to remind myself this is still important. And finally, ask yourself, how do I become the person who gets these goals, right? So for example, let's say it's 
savings account, right? And maybe you go to TJ Maxx once a week. You can be like, mm, to someone with a lofty savings goal, go to TJ Maxx once a week, you know? And maybe we can adjust from there. Maybe go to TJ Maxx once a month. You know what I mean? Uh, so, again, it's just like ask yourself, how do I become the type of person who has the thing I want? And sometimes that can help you view obstacles that you weren't even aware of, right? We're changing our perspective. We're looking from different angles. So I will say, talking about things like goals and finances and money, it it's a, a hard topic, right? Because no matter what, what, what you're in or the situation you're in, it's going to be different than other people. Uh, and often there's a lot of shame attached to those conversations. However, I, I've been doing this, what, for way too long now, that this podcast, for years now, and I tend to be pretty vulnerable with you guys. So I don't mind sharing uh, maybe difficult conversations or talks that may be, um, you know, a little bit more so, uh, sensitive, for lack of a better word. Um, and I hope it's appreciated. So anyways, that is a vision boarding. This is what I did over the weekend. I went to uh, Target and I got my little mini champagne bottles. I got gift tags. If you go on my TikTok, Which Way Magazine, you can see a TikTok of me doing this activity. Okay? So you can go check it out. Uh, so yeah. So that's the end. We did it. Planner series. We succeeded. And our next series, which I think is coming up next week, is going to be our self-love series. So I hope you like it. All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Samantha Armoral. Samantha, you innocent sun goddess. Oh, that's cute. Teresa, you scintillating, graceful dragon. Year of the dragon. Teresa, it's you. You're the year of the dragon. Bia Frias, you beautiful opulent moth. And Kat J, you avant-garde celestial gazelle. Thank you for so much being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And that is all I've got for you today. I promise I'll find the book for our deck soon. It's in a box. Um, we'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> okay, bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day. Full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>